This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And guess who is here on the Boxer and Gerson guest line? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mooch. Hey, Coach, how are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? We're doing fantastic. Good. Packers, Niners, you know anything about that? <laughs> yeah, I coached in that game. That I coached that Niners and Packers playoff games four times, and then and then other times too during the regular season. But yeah, it's uh, it's quite a history, isn't it? Well, how's it different in, in in your words? How is it different now than then, or just in general? The, the the history of these two who play in the playoffs so much, like how how does does this? I don't know if you want to call it a rivalry, but it seems so in January. How does this matchup compare to uh, to to some of the others? Well, you know, for a while there, um, it had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks going against each other, Brett Favre and Steve Young, right? So that that in itself made it pretty darn compelling. And both both teams, both organizations had very good competitive teams. So you know, and then the Cowboys were in that mix too, in that same era. And then, uh, but then since then, you know, they've you know found a way to play each other here now and then. And uh, here we go again. This one's a little different in that um, Niners are the team that's expected to be here, right? I think many of us planned on them being a Super Bowl contender for sure this year in the preseason. And then who'd have thunk it with the Green Bay Packers, being that it's, uh, you know, with a new quarterback, Jordan Love, who, by the way, has really taken the bull by the horns over there and and uh, it has proven to be their new franchise quarterback. And they have the youngest team in the National Football League. That That's what's a little different right now. The Packers really weren't expected to be here. But when they went into uh, Dallas, and you know, jumped ahead like twenty-seven to nothing. You start taking notice, like who are these guys? So it's going to be quite a game. <laughs> How much does that unexpectedness give the Packers an emotional edge versus a Niner team that had a chance to watch that game, and they do have the burden of expectation on their shoulders? Yeah, that's a good question because I, I, I they might not say it, but I, I guarantee. 
Kia that the Niners expected the Cowboys to win that game. It didn't, didn't we all? And what was interesting about that game, typically the coin flip, what do teams that win the toss do? You defer, and you're going to get the ball in the third quarter, right? Let's put our defense on the field. That's the norm these days. You defer. Matt LaFleur said, we're winning the toss, take the ball, and yes, they did, and they shoved it down Dallas's throat and put a 75-yard drive together and went ahead 7 and nothing. and he just made a statement early, and they didn't look back. Steve Mariucci with us on Willard and Dibbs. Do you, do, do you want, in comparison, uh, the comparison of these two quarterbacks, you know, I know you said Hall of Fame back in your days on both sides. Now you've got two young up-and-coming guys who have a little something going. How would you compare these two guys uh, who we'll see Saturday night? Yeah, both playing terrifically. I, I love both, both of these guys. Here's something interesting, fellas. You know, we all talk about Brock Purdy being Mr. Irrelevant and all that baloney and playing like crazy. All the other quarterbacks in the playoffs remaining are first-round picks, every one of them, okay? From, and you know who they are, from, from uh, Jared Goff to Baker Mayfield to C.J. Stroud to Jordan Love to Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar. They're all first-rounders. And then here comes this kid. Brock Purdy that nobody knew about really until he started kicking butt and taking names last year. And, you know, he's been playing just fantastic. And, yes, he's got a veteran team. And, yes, he's got weapons galore. Um, but you know what? He's, he's the guy that – he's the spoon that serves a drink over there. And, um, and I know he had a tough day at the office against the Ravens on Christmas. Yeah, he threw four picks. So what? You know what? Three of them were batted. That's not going to happen again if they end up playing the Ravens again. But uh, the other team, the Packers, different story altogether with Jordan Love having to wait his turn, just like Aaron Rodgers had to wait his turn under Brett Favre. And then, uh, lo and behold, here's their next guy. But he's got the youngest team in the league. These these receivers, I mean, uh, the general fans, like, who are the Packers receivers? I don't know. Sterling Sharp's still there. I don't know who's there. All these first and second year guys, and then they go draft two rookie tight ends, Musgrave from Oregon State and Kraft from South Dakota State, and all these babies are playing, and they're playing really well. Yeah, Donald Driver. I think they still have two, Coach. I yeah, gotta, Driver. Yeah, yeah. I got to confirm that he's uh, he's still there. Steve Mariucci. I think John here. Hudson maybe too. I don't know, but wow. they, I mean, they, that's they a great have, throwback. They have these young guys that are really playing well. And then, and you're right, Steve, because this past weekend was kind of a who's who when you're watching it and you're not a Packer diehard and you're like, wow, these are guys who I hadn't really heard of. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs, but the rest of them were unknown commodities. And yet you look at this Niner defense and there are household names from Bosa to Warner to Mooney Ward in the back. How do you think arrested Niner defense stacks up against these young pups from Green Bay? They have played against better talent than the Green Bay Packers uh, supporting cast so far this year. I mean, this 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 supporting cast with the Packers, you know, they're getting it done. Jaden Reed is a darn rookie from Michigan State. He's tearing it up. And I mentioned the rookie tight ends. And Christian Watson's kind of hurt. He's got a hammy. And he played well last year as a rookie. Had nine receiving touchdowns in, in Wicks. And you mentioned Romeo Dobbs. These are just – these are guys that they're having to coach hard every day. There's not one guy – that says, throw me the damn ball. They're all these young kids that are just hoping to contribute in some way 
and uh, and then you got Jordan Love that's just kind of delivering the ball like you know he's he's got assists everywhere like Steve Nash. I mean this guy is just uh, he's just amazing. They found their run game. Look out, Aaron Jones can get it done if he, if he gets if the score says I, we can keep running the ball. They're a good run team too. So uh, I, I just love the the direction they're headed with the Green Bay Packers. Now the Niners defense terrific. We all know that. Um, they're great on the in the front end and the linebacker core. Fred Warner is is terrific. We know that in uh, in the back end too. And so, and they're just a zone team. They're not gonna they're not gonna give you the big play. They're gonna make you earn it and go twelve plays and and hope that you mess it up sooner or later. You get a stack or a penalty or a drop pass, and they're very hard to move the ball against. Mooch, how surprised would you be if the Packers won? Um. You know what? After that performance last week, um, I, I wouldn't be as surprised because I didn't see that coming. Did you guys? No. Dallas. No. Yeah, no. I think they beat. I think they beat a better team. I think Dallas. If, they, if Dallas played the Packers five times, they you know Packers might win one. But you know what? They won the one that counted, right? And so, um, and they played a great, great football game, both sides of the ball. Um, but you know, I, I just, uh, I just think this Forty Nine er team is rested. The buy is is huge. It's just huge for the number one seed to get a buy. Remember, we used to have two teams get buys, and uh, and then a buy is is great. It's like a win with no injuries, right? And so um, they could be they should be at their best in a game like this. I'm talking about the Niners. Yeah, and getting just about everybody back healthy. And uh, the yeah. one guy that I think that they need to gear up for is Aaron Jones. Three touchdowns last weekend. How much does his physical running style give the Packers more than a puncher's chance against a Niner defense? Yeah, he's good back. He's a good kid, too. And, you know, they didn't have A.J. Dillon, the, the other back, more physical back from Boston College. And that, that was the bad news. The good news for the Packers is they got Aaron Jones the ball more often. And he had three rushing touchdowns, and, and uh, he's, he's just one of those guys that's very, very steady. They use him in the passing game, not as much as Christian McCaffrey, but he's, uh, he's very capable back. If they don't turn the ball over and give the Niners some short fields, they, they feel that they, can, that they can play with these guys. Steve Mariucci joining us here, 95.7 The Game, Willard and Dibbs. Now, Steve, we, we always tell our audience that we, we promise them we're going to be very honest with them, so I'm going to ask the same of you here, and don't be afraid if it's not the answer that they want. But this is big now, okay? You've got, hey. you've got a history with the Niners. You've got yeah. a history with the Packers. You, yeah. You've got a history with the Lions. Uh, yeah, and, to, I, and I started my career with the Rams. Okay. And so... Four of my teams that I coached with all were in the playoffs. It was awesome. So to to which team do you feel most attached? The Green Bay Packers. It's an honest and answer. And you say, well, why? Why? Yeah, why? Why, Moose? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I grew up back there, see, and, and I, I was a Packer fan. And if I could show – if we were FaceTiming right now, I would show you – I would show you a picture of this little mooch kid, nine years old, getting autographs from Bart Starr and, and Willie Wood and Herb Adderley and all of them, okay? I grew up a Packer fan freak. I would go to training camp like all those kids. And, and, so, and, I, and I still have season Packer season tickets, so I never used one of them ever, but my family fights over them, right? So, so I've been attached to the Packers forever since I came out of the womb, all right? Now, 
I I really love I really love the guys over there at the Niners. I I, lo- I I love their front office. I love their coaches, and and uh, I, I don't know all their coaches, but I know Kyle pretty darn well. And of course, John, I know a lot of their players. Kittle in this bunch is terrific. You know, they've been so good. Uh, I, we have a Down syndrome football camp. It's called Football Camp of the Stars every year for 18 years now, and we get a lot of Packers. Uh, Packers. We get a lot of these 49ers come on out and and help us out with the kids. And of course, they've been at games. Uh, on the sidelines and everything, they're just good, genuine, great people off the field. So I, I've got a certain affinity for these 49ers, too. I, I love them. And then uh, I still know people at the Lions in the front office and ownership, the Ford family, and, and uh, I know Jared Goff, you know, and, you know, that kind of thing. So I try to stay unbiased, really, in my picking games and analyzing games. I, I really don't favor, like Michael Irvin is a cowboy freak. Did yeah. I ever, did you ever realize that? No. <laughs> but I, I'm not, I don't, I don't really do that. I try not to favor anybody or friends, you know, or Andy Reid and I with the Chiefs. I mean, we grew up together in, in coaching. And so I just try to stay uh, unbiased, cover the league, uh, equally as, as well as the next team and, and let the chips fall where they may. It's a great comeback right there, Steve, from a couple touchdowns down. You rallied there with that answer. I was impressed. When, when was I down? When was I down? Cause when I said when Packers, you said that you love the Packers, yeah. If we were on I FaceTime, you would have seen all of us cringe here in the studio. At your well, honesty. I got a lot of 49er stuff up here, too, that I'm looking at in my office. I got a lot of great... I, so many great memories. My, my best days in coaching were with the Niners. I, I just loved it there and loved the fan base and loved, loved the organization and, and all, of, all of that comes with it. Yeah. My follow-up is why aren't we on FaceTime? Uh, <laughs> give, give us your cell phone number, Steve. We'll call you back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, while we're, while we're having a light moment, um, I'm going to take a chance here, Steve, and ask you, if uh, this means anything to you, do you know what I'm talking about when no, I said? You didn't well, say anything I yet. know, yeah, I know. It's a big buildup. It's a big buildup. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say uh, uh, Brett Favre and and fart juice? Yeah, he used to fart a lot. Um, he had. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but he, he, so I answer, this is what I learned in television. You answer the question right off the bat, yes. and then you explain. Okay. Yeah. You don't beat around the bush no. like you just did. Oh, okay. so, listen to me. He got in a car accident like three weeks before the season started, and they were going to, they were going to play Alabama in the opening game. And he had like a foot and a half of his intestine removed, okay, with a surgery. And you know how tough Favre is. He played 321 games in a row or something. Didn't miss, right, because he's so damn tough. Well, he didn't miss that Alabama game either. But that screwed his stomach up for life. And so everybody around him pays the price every now and then, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now, now. That's not the answer we were expecting. Yeah, no, it's not, because now it's, it's my turn to explain. This what? came up. Well, Peter King was on the show earlier. And, okay, and, okay. Week. Yeah, and, and and so your name came up. He knew that you were coming oh. on later, and mm-hmm. uh, and then and then this this story came up. One of my favorite stories from this rivalry: Mariucci was coaching the uh, the Forty ers 
The Packers came into Candlestick after the game. Favre goes over because Mariucci coached him in Green Bay. He loved Mariucci. He loved his family. And he goes in there, and I hope I'm not going too far afield in telling you this, but after that game, Steve Mariucci's son, Favre, saw him, and he, and he goes up to him, and he gives them this little vial. And he goes, hey, listen, when you go into school on Monday, I want you to sprinkle this on all the girls' seats. <laughs> and he looked at him, and he said, what do you mean, Brittany? And he said, he said look on the side, look on the label. And the label said fart juice. And he wanted he wanted Mariucci's son to go in and just totally stink up his class. So the kid was so excited, Mariucci goes, Hey, thanks a lot, Brett. Uh, but but anyway, anyway, that's I hate to say it, I don't remember that much about the game, but I remember the vile fart juice after the game because that was that was Brett Favre. You you remember this, Steve? Yeah, yeah, no, he like that. The class clown. He was the jokester. He would yeah have those little things if you sit on them and it sounded like a fart, you know. And then and this and that. But half the time it was real because it was him. And then we would have aerosol cans and in, in the fans in the meeting rooms because he he would get kick out of that. So anyway, that's that's far. That's part of the rival. And uh, yeah, young against far. I've got a photo right here in my room. You want to laugh? How much time do we have? We're right as, over the as, limit. As much as you want. As much as you want. So, in fact, I'm going to show this because we're going to do a little segment on game day morning tomorrow. Uh, oh, sorry, Saturday, uh, about this rivalry because I coached in, in four of these playoff games and 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 I coached for both teams. So the first time I went back to Lambeau with with the Niners as the head coach, I am on the field warming up with Steve Young. We're playing catch. You know, I'm an old quarterback, and we're playing catch, and I'm reliving my childhood. And all of a sudden, from the other side of the field where the Packers were warming up, uh, here comes a ball right past my head. And then I, I just kept busy. I didn't know what it was. And then all of a sudden, here comes another one. Almost killed me. Uh, so I look back, and it's Favre, and he's laughing at me. He goes, Mooch. Come on, let's take a picture. Steve, let's take a picture. This is before the game started. And so so Vernon Beaver, the photographer that was there for 60 years, he was he saw all this. I've got it hanging in my office. I'm looking at it laughing right now because Steve Young and I are going, what is going on? This is before the game started. And Favre wanted to take a picture at half court with us just for the heck of it. Yeah. He, yeah. Never a dull moment, boy, with that guy. I love it. It's incredible, and never a dull moment in this rivalry. And we have to ask about the catch, too, the Terrell Owens play yeah. with yeah. you know a victory over Green Bay, a rare victory in the playoffs over Green Bay. And obviously you were a big part of that as the head coach of the Niners. What are your memories now some, geez, 26 years later, Mooch? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, what is it, third and seven or eight, and, and uh, it's, this is going to be it. We're going to take a shot to the end zone. So we lined up and, and spread left, three dead all go, which is four verticals. And Jerry Rice was way in the heck to the left side. I suppose everybody in the dog thought we were throwing it to him. And then we had J.J. Stokes and T.O. And uh, who's the other guy? Uh, was it Ty Streets? In the, it, you know, and going four verticals. And T.O. got inside the safety. And Steve Young... Steve Young, you know, do you know Steve Young never went in shotgun in his whole life? Never, never went in shotgun. Right now the league plays 65% in shotgun. But he didn't like that. Favre didn't go into shotgun until his eighth year. But um, he, he uh, stumbles on the way back, 
fumbles, you know, to, to make it exciting for the replay, you know, for the film. And he shoots it over the linebacker inside the safety. Terrell Owens catches it, and the great Joe Starkey, Owens, 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 he caught it, he caught it, he caught it. It was wild. It was crazy. John Madden and Pat Summers. And uh, it was, uh, what a great catch, what a great game. And that was just another chapter in this great rivalry. What's the first thing you said to him when he got back to the sideline in tears? Oh, he's crying on my shoulder. I said, quit getting your tears on my shirt here. So I, I, <laughs> I, it was, I had to get him off the field. I had to go out there and drag him off the field a little bit because we were, we were going to kick the extra point. I didn't want a penalty. And the place was going berserk, and he was berserk because he was so emotional. He was crying, and he was like, Beside himself, and he had to try to get a grip because it was such a huge play, such a huge play. Um, he didn't have a great game that game, if you recall. He had a few drops, and yep. it was tough on him. And, and uh, Steve Young went right back to him because he believed in him. We all did, and, and uh, he made the big tough catch. And uh, The other thing I remember, was, let's see. Who was it? Uh, R.C. Owens was in the end zone, standing in the end zone. And when he caught it, when Terrell Owens caught it, R.C. was the first guy out there on the field picking him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is incredible stuff. Incredible yeah. stuff down memory lane. Um, Steve yeah. Mariucci with us, Willard and Dibbs. Listen, to bring it back to this one, and so much talk about quarterbacks and, and your history as a quarterback, I remember talking to you before the season – and we said, boy, people keep talking about how good Purdy looks, but it's a small sample size. And then we all agreed. It's like, yeah, but the sample size is, is not that small anymore. Now we've got a full another season, and he's going to fall short, but he almost won the MVP. There are still people yeah. out there who think that this is system, who think it's Kyle, who think it's teammates. What, what is your response to that? So if you take the other, first of all, I, I think Brock Purdy has enough sample size to show us that he is a legit franchise quarterback, okay? So all the other stuff, you know, yeah, playing on a good team, that's great, good for you. But you talk to Steve Young or Joe Montana or any of the great players, they had a good supporting cast too, and they played on a good team too. You can't be a good quarterback unless you're on a good team. Yeah, you can lift everybody around you a little bit, but – but uh, it starts with teammates, too, you know. And so I think Brock, pretty, if you put him on some other teams in different systems, he plays pretty darn well. And I love Kyle Shanahan's play calling. Not just the play calling. It's the game planning. It's the, it's the design and the scheme of his plays. The Niners receivers and tight ends get more separation than anybody in the league. That's because they have a good play action. They move the quarterback a little bit. They, they work open. They can separate against man or zone. He had a lot of wide-open guys. It's because it's so creative. And so, and so start with that. And, uh, yeah, Brock Purdy is the guy that can, can distribute the ball all around to anybody. They, they share the wealth. You know that. And uh, I, I do think if they play the Ravens again that uh, he's not going to throw four picks now. Um, he'll, he'll, play, he'll play like Brock Purdy normally plays, and it'll be a much different outcome. A little fluky on that Christmas game, Coach. Just knowing these coaches know each other so well, you as a head coach, if you're going up against somebody who you coached with all those years, do you change what you do to try to outsmart the other guy, or do you just go with your best and line up and, and try to beat him with what you do? You know, a little bit of both. You try to you try to fool him a little bit. You try to give him a, a, a something that he hasn't seen from you. I suppose you try to you try to disguise or bluff at times. 
But then when it's all said and done, you got to play ball. You got to snap it, and you got to throw and catch and cover and tackle and intercept and all of those things. The fundamentals take over. Um, all the other stuff is for talking heads like us, right? And so <laughs> you, you're, you're talking about every year. You're talking about you know Matt Lafleur and Kyle Shanahan know each other very, very well personally and professionally, right? And so there's going to be a little bit of okay, I'm going to fake an audible here, or I'm going to do something different. He thinks it's going to be this, and it's really going to be that, and you know, that kind of stuff goes on somewhat. But and in, in, when it's all said and done, you got to play play the game. Uh, Mooch, it's awesome to have you. It's awesome to hear your voice. Thanks for the stories. Thanks for the time. All right, guys. Enjoy the playoffs. It's going to be a great weekend. Yep, it sure is. There he is, Steve Mariucci, joining us on Willard and Dibs with some stories we thought we might get and some that we didn't. It's the beauty of what we do, Mark, because you never know. You and I have a plan, Lucas and Grandy, uh, our help behind the glass, our teammates, and we think we have a direction, and then the show starts, and you wind up going 17 different ways. Oh, that man. was awesome. That was really funny. Steve Mariucci's always the best. Yeah, he used to fart a lot. Yeah, he sure <laughs> did. And uh, Packers Niners always makes us think of Mooch, so great to get him this week. Uh, in case you missed it earlier, and you want to qualify to win the signed and framed Christian McCaffrey jersey, we're in the window. The word is out. The key word is gold. So all you got to do is text GOLD to 20357. You do that, you're qualified. And then you got three more chances to qualify tomorrow. Morning Roast, 730 to 830. Steiny Goo, 1230, 1:30, And then right here on Willard and Dibs from 430 to 530. So each day, you always text it into 20357. And you can do that right now. The word is gold. Okay. There you go. There you have it. And three yeah. more chances tomorrow. And a lot of people in the hopper, and someone's going to be lucky enough to win that autographed framed jersey. Um, I know we have the rest versus rust conversation a lot, but it's funny. Something that I feel like came up during the regular season and kind of became a thing was that whole rest advantage. And remember the 49ers when they went through those doldrums and they lost three games in a row, they were on a, a, a weird streak of having less rest than the other team. And there were some players who came out and said, "Now this is just a deal now. This is like, I know you you don't think of it, but it's important. And then they had equal rest with Jacksonville, both teams coming off of a bye. And the 49ers waxed them and then went on their winning streak that lasted all the way until Christmas Day. And many of those games, they had the bigger rest advantage. And Mooch talked about that there. He, he goes, I, I think we're, we're sleeping on the bye. And it's a furthering in a way of something I said earlier. I really think the 49ers are going to win this game. I really feel strongly about that. I know that I can be wrong. It's a sporting event. But when we look at this matchup, we are comparing the Packers who are hot and the 49ers don't feel hot. The only reason they don't feel hot is because we haven't seen them. And their rest advantage in this one is wildly significant. It is hugely significant. The Packers played. Uh, they're going to be uh, just a six-day break. I expect the 49ers, when healthy, we have watched them all year long, and when healthy, they essentially lost one time. And it was on Christmas against the Ravens. They've got a massive advantage this weekend and very little reason to not come out and play great. Rested, healthy, home, 
better. So if you want to just, and, good, you know, if you list. just want to lay out those things, and they, the Niners led the league. They were dead last in rest advantage. I'm looking at it again, and I had this before the season started, which is why I thought the Bengal game was a, quote, scheduled loss. The Niners had five games this year where they had a negative rest advantage and only two games where they were positive. They were a minus 20 days on the year. And you mentioned this one, they come in with a a plus six, right, automatically. And it's even bigger if you want to look at all the guys who didn't play against the Rams and guys who played just a little bit, like Purdy didn't play. And Debo and Ayuk played just a touch. And Trent Williams played a series, half a quarter. So the rest advantage is through the roof. Are the Niners a better team? I think even the most neutral observer would say yes. Even though the Packers are maybe hotter, the Niners are better. They're more rested. They're better. We know they're at home. Those, to me, are three huge factors in their advantage in terms of who's going to win this game. I just, uh, you know, I, I like I, I think most people are picking the 49ers. I'm not saying otherwise. Right. But I, I, I've not heard normally this kind of a vibe from people when the game is a 9.5 to 10-point spread. A 9.5 to 10-point spread is a game where you sort of usually, most people are like, nah, I mean, come on, let's, let's be real here. They're not going to lose this game. Doesn't mean they can't. Um, but this is they, they're they like a field goal more of a favorite than the Cowboys were. And everyone was shocked by that. Yeah. So um, I just think that, that this is playing a role in the way a lot of us feel, even those of us who are 49er fans. I hear a lot of people getting nervous, and that's a good thing. That just means the playoffs are about to start. So certainly anything can happen. But a lot of these nerves are just based on we haven't seen the 49ers in a long time. We haven't watched them since right. uh, since New Year's, New Year's Eve. Eve. New Year's Eve. We have not watched the 49ers we know. The Ram game was a glorified preseason yeah. game. They were playing their reserves. The Niners were too. The Washington game was a real game. Washington was you know not really playing for much, so it was a pretty one-sided, comfortable game. You can go all the way back to Christmas night, the last time the Niners were really tested, and that left a bad taste in your mouth. So I think that, combined with what Green Bay just showed you against Dallas, and they showed a lot, and uh, Mariucci was right, up 27-0, and everyone's like, oh boy, where did this come from? Because you could see Green Bay maybe winning that game, because Dallas... You know, they've been inconsistent, and they have a propensity for blowing games in the playoffs. But when they go up 27 to nothing, even that must have shocked even the most ardent Packer fans. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, they were just grinding to get one score before halftime. Right. They almost, remember, it was on fourth down. They almost Last went, play of the half. Right. They almost went to the gates down 27 to nothing. Mm. Unbelievable. Um, Jim in Houston on Willard and Dibs. Hi, Jim. Thanks for calling. Well, listen, it's a pleasure to talk to you guys, and I'm going to tell you exactly, exactly why these people who are always so derogatory toward Brock Purdy, why they're the way they are, because I'm going to guess that a lot of these people barely even watched him, because he's no doubt a terrific quarterback. They don't like him. He's a clean-cut, nice guy. There's nothing edgy about him. He's just, you know, white bread to them, and they don't like him. Because there's nothing about his statistics or what he's done or what he's achieved that deserves the you know what they say about him. He's 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 done a terrific job. And if he's been anybody else, if this 
if this had been Baker Mayfield or any number of other quarterbacks having the same kind of year, they couldn't stop talking about it. Well, this is interesting. Jim, so your suggestion is is that they flat out don't like him, and, and the reason is because he's clean cut? Like, what, what's, your, what's your thought there? Yeah, it's clean cut. I mean, he, uh, he talks about his faith. He's uh, just a regular, uh, solid citizen guy who doesn't do anything outside of being a great football player to get any attention. I just don't think they like the guy. Well, I, I don't know. I think you just described a lot of the quarterbacks. You know, like, Jim, I get what you're saying, but by the same token, uh, Baker Mayfield, I'm trying to think, let's go through all eight. Uh, Mahomes, no. Allen, no. Lamar, no. CJ, no. Goff, no. Uh, Jordan Love, no. The only person who's got any sort of, like, negative marks against his persona is is Baker Mayfield. Sure. And, And even that is, like, not a big deal. Not a big deal, but he's a talker. He's a right. trash talker. He had the thing before the draft where he's running from the police. He's got his little feud with Colin Cowherd through the years. He's got a lot of commercials. Whatever. Like, yeah, he's You're he's, talking about his persona. Yeah, okay. exactly. Well, I mean, if that's if that's what's yeah. kind of on the table here, they don't like Brock because he's clean cut, just talks about his faith and goes about his business. Yeah. A lot of these guys are clean cut, talk about their faith and go about their business. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think that's it. I think that when people don't like Brock Purdy, some people it's because maybe the way he dresses and you saw a Philadelphia Eagle fan talking about how <laughs> we're not losing to this tool well, you know, with his backpack on and his J.C. Penny garb and all the rest of it. And that just becomes maddening for you as a fan when you look at him. And I don't know if that's why you hate him, but it definitely would frustrate you when you think, oh, there's no way we're going to lose to this guy in his, his J.C. Penny outfit and his Dockers and those ruddy red cheeks, and then he goes out and beats you. Yeah, I, I, I guess, but uh, like, it's got to be, it's got to be deeper than that. It has to be deeper than that. Um, I will say this, and this might sound like I'm contradicting myself because um, I do think a lot of the media does this because Brock Purdy is good for business. It, it, it gets people going. It gets conversation going. It's not often in sports that we can all look at one thing and have wildly differing opinions you know from people who uh are are, are more on maybe our or my side of the fence where it's like i think this guy's really good like really really good all the way over to the other side where there are people who genuinely feel gosh it just feels like what he's doing is easy i think that's actually a compliment to him um but like i do think there are some people who genuinely have this opinion i don't get it but I, I, I think there are some people that are not just making it up. Like, we hear that a lot. Oh, this is for clicks. I think some people truly think what they're saying in that Brock Purdy is simply about everything that's going on around right, him. Right, right. And I, if you asked why, I, that's why we still talk about this, is I don't think we have an answer to that question. I don't think it's personal. I think the people who even feel that way, if you ask them why, would not be able to answer. I think it's because of everything else around him. I don't think that it's because the way he dresses or the fact that he loves Jesus or that he rides a tractor during the bye week and hangs out with his parents. I think that it's because of everything else. If you want to hate on Brock Purdy, you do it 
based on everything else around him. You've got a great coach who's a great play caller, a great scheme, and Hall of Fame talent around you. That's why Brock's good. I don't think it has anything to do with Brock the person, Brock the man, Brock the J.C. Penny fashion model, Brock the man of faith, any of that. I think it all stems from the idea of, well, of course he's good. Who couldn't be? Hmm. I think that's where the majority of the hate comes from. Whether it's Steven Ruiz and his quarterback rankings yeah. on the ringer, or your various talking heads, Nick Wrong and the rest of them, that I think is much more clickbait. Like you said, I'm going to see if I can disparage this guy because it's easy to still do. He's Mr. Irrelevant. He's young in his career, and he's got all that talent around him, and he plays for Shanahan. Who couldn't be good, Mark? I'll give you 17 quarterbacks right now <laughs> who'd be doing exactly what he's doing, if not more. I've spent click, all click, year. Click, click, click. Yeah, I've spent all year uh, racking my brain to find an historical comp. Someone who we didn't see coming. He had great teammates. Great teammates. Who coach. Everything around him, both sides of the ball was working. Um, and then we do this. And then how long did it take? I know everyone's obvious, the first two names that come to mind. The problem with bringing those names up is it's really hard to stop people from, from like accusing you of comparing Brock Purdy to Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Yeah. But that's who, like, the comp from the draft position is. And the physical stature and the, you know, uh, the limitations seemingly physically, you think of Joe Montana and Tom Brady. That flips everyone out because they're like, oh, my God, you're calling Brock Purdy, Joe Montana, or Tom Brady. No, I'm, I'm trying to think, and that's why I keep going back to Kurt Warner. And I wish I, would, I could remember how long it took people to accept him as a great QB. He was thrown into duty by injury. Yep. He had a coach who was considered an offensive guru. He had an unbelievable receiving core. Yeah. And the best running back in the game standing behind him. And within days, they became nicknamed the greatest show on turf. And I was much younger then, so maybe I just don't remember, but I do not recall people saying, well... It doesn't even matter who you put at quarterback. As long as they're, like, breathing and competent, who the hell couldn't move the ball up and down the field with these guys? Um, he won a Super Bowl. So maybe it did sound like that until he won. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember that, though. Well, it was his first year, really. Yes. He came in in 98, and he played one game. He threw 11 passes. The next year, boom, you're the guy. There was an injury. You get the start. He leads the league in completion percentage, touch, touchdowns, yards per attempt, and QB rating. He's the AP MVP, and he has an unbelievable year, and then they go in the Super Bowl. But I don't remember at that point, and his story was similar in that he came out of nowhere, former Iowa barnstormer. He played in the World League of American Football, the Will Laugh, and then he comes in and he wins the Super Bowl. So that trajectory, I think, is similar, but... I don't remember the the level of, of hate that went around it, and then he would go on to win the MVP again in 2001. And, you know, he went to the, to the playoffs all three years he yeah. was there. So the similarities, I think, are there. I don't remember. Maybe it's because it was pre-Twitter uh, and social media 
99-00 and 01. I don't remember the same level of discredit that he got, and maybe it's because he came in and, you know, he had such big eye-popping numbers. Yeah, maybe. Um, he's also, you know, he was larger. He's kind of like, he, he looked the part, even though he wasn't mobile. He wasn't anywhere near as mobile as Brock Purdy. Right. But that's the guy who gives me optimism that this is sustainable. That's the guy that gives me optimism that this travels. You know what I mean? Like, I've never known somebody to come in and only look good with certain teammates and then go elsewhere and look awful. And, like, save your Garoppolo comparison because this didn't look like – that didn't look like this. That's what I mean. Yeah. I get that you can be elevated by your teammates, and I have no doubt that Brock Purdy is. But – this, to me, it looks too good to not be real. That's, that, that's, I don't know that he's going to compete for MVPs. I don't know right. that he's a, right. a superstar. I don't, I don't know that. But this is too good for him to turn into a pumpkin. Yeah, you would figure. But other people would look at Brad Johnson and say, well, when he won the Super Bowl, yeah. he was surrounded by an unbelievable amount of talent, defensive Hall of Famers. Yeah offensive superstars and could be and should be or might be Hall of Famers as well. And so the detractors would look at Brad Johnson and say, Brock Purdy's more Brad Johnson than he is Kurt Warner. But that didn't look like this. It was so much less prolific, that Tampa Bay offense. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to Willard and Dibs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. And while you're there, check out all our content. We've had Mooch and Amy Trask and Peter King today, Greg Olson on the morning roast, Ross Tucker on Steiny and Goo. All of that is there and available. We'll get to your phone calls next and some final thoughts right here on Willard and Dibs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, yeah, you know, but you know, I, you know, I just, I just don't feel, I feel like... Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Hey, we want to take some calls on our way out. When we get back, it'll be Friday night, day before the game. We're going to take you all the way to the end. CMC jersey, final opportunity tomorrow afternoon. All of that. All of that. Big guest tomorrow, too. We're ending the week on a huge note, Mark. I need to text him. Hang on a second. You talk. Oh, you're texting. Uh, <laughs> or just remind me. Hey, Susan Michael, Zimmer. this is Kevin from the office. <laughs> Lucas, what time do we want him? What time do we want him? What's good tomorrow? What are we doing? What's on tap? Where? TO's at 920. That's on the morning show. That's Thank right. You. What yeah. are we doing? Yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> Larry's coming on. Out I told him Kruger? we. Yeah, so once uh, once we get our guy Brian locked in. Yeah. Kruger, like a 5 o'clock Krug feels Stop good. Stop whopping me. Yeah, yeah. after the 5 o'clock pop. Stop whooping me. Right, right. I'm thinking Stop. a uh, I'm thinking a Baumgartner at like 318. Double beats. Right. Sure. Tell him, yeah. 318, 418. Yeah, what time? 419. I mean, right. We'll play it in both, really. 420. Hey, cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hot, bro. All right. Book him. Um, Book, 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 book. Thank yeah. you. Always be booking. Yeah, yeah, The ABBs yeah. of radio. Right. I sent off the uh, sent off the text because he's in Florida. It's getting late, brother. Yep. Although I don't think he's going to bed anytime soon. Okay. So, uh, all right. So there's that. Uh, Lock in on that. That's exciting. We'll go to the phones in a sec. Farhan Zaidi said something I agree with. I mean, we've been having a great show. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know why you feel the need Cause to... Did. He did. He said something I agree with. He, I'm not allowed to agree with even a sentence. You can agree with whatever, but Does I don't know why you had everybody? to go out of your way to inject but Farhan I'm, into an otherwise great show. It's not out of my way. I'm right Seven here. Farhan. Right. I'm right here. I'm sitting with you. Tell me what he said that you agree with, Mark. Wouldn't it be better if free agency was all done by January 1st? This is just my personal opinion. I'm not speaking for anyone else, but it's a tough environment to get deals done when you don't have a deadline. Okay. I mean, here's an idea. Farhan, get a deal done. There's no deadline. I'm a Giants fan. I'm trying. I'm trying real hard to be a Giants fan. He does not make it easy. And I would agree with him to the point of, you know, when we... We talk about the hot stove. Well, it's turned into the not stove. And if we talk about NBA free agency, there is a period where it opens, and there's like a three- or four-day period after it opens where it's just pew, pew, pew. Guys are flying all over the board. Same thing with the NFL. It's exciting yep. when there is an opening of a, of a free agency period. Now, there's not necessarily a closing, but when it opens... S happens. Yeah, you better get you better get while the getting's good. Right. And baseball, baseball needs to find a way to Farhan's point. Yep. Baseball needs to find a way to make that a thing. Well, instead they do it like a line at the DMV. It's like everybody get a number. Shohei is first. We'll call you when it's your turn. Funny you say that. Good I was Lord. in I was in and out of the Concord DMV. In about two minutes. Come on. I walked in. What did you in, do? Use the bathroom and leave? I walked in, 
to the place where you you sign in and you get your number. And I signed in, and I got a number, and I took two steps, and the lady at window five said, "Come here." And I said, "Me? I don't have to wait and sit, you know, wait for B one eighty two, and I'm L nineteen." Bingo, dude. Yeah. And now, can they call another L here? Why? Because it was relatively empty. She helped me. She was friendly. She satisfied my needs at the DMV. <laughs> you were not at the DMV. And I was out of there five minutes, Coach. A, you weren't that. That was not the DMV. I you swear to God. I got my I got my registration fixed. What the hell are you doing at the DMV? I got fulfilled at the DMV in Concord. Your DMV stands for something different than my yeah, DMV. It does. Um, let's go to Pete in San Ramon. Hi, Pete. What are you doing? You know what, Willard and Dibs. Hey. I'm going to uh, try to find a better Bluetooth headset than the one I'm talking to you on. Yeah. So besides all that, um, hey, if Brock Purdy turns into a pumpkin, we're just all going to have to make pumpkin pie. Everybody should, in the meantime, enjoy the damn entree that's on the plate. I think, I, I think we are, Pete. Thank Every, you, Pete. Yeah, everybody's enjoying it, right? I hope so. I hope so. All right, Pete. Thank you very much. Outside of Filmo, Mike, Gene in Oakland is our second youngest caller, and he's 73. Did you notice that? I mean, today's just one of those. A little bit of a throwback Thursday. Pete, tell me about the 40s. Everybody who's calling has a Niners starter jacket. Every single one of them. A gold 49ers starter jacket with beer and nacho stains on it. And they all saw John Brody play on their 40th birthday. They've all been to the stick north of 100 times. The stick? I'm talking about Keysar, kid. Nah, man, you're not lying. It's the Keysar crowd today. <laughs> I mean, it, I love them. I love them all. Yeah, everyone's enjoying it. Everyone's enjoying it. But look, there's no two ways about it. We've talked about it. If he turns into a pumpkin, we got to just have pie. pumpkin pie. Right. Enjoy the entree. Yeah. And the entree was the regular season and the one seed, I guess. And we've enjoyed it. Yeah. But I'm not ready for pumpkin pie. No. I, uh, I'm not even that big of a fan of pie, to be honest. Um, I'd much uh, rather have a piece of cake. Uh, cake is what people have when they celebrate. I want to celebrate this year. I'd like to celebrate a, a 49ers Super Bowl. And as I've said all week, chances don't come any better than this. I don't want that to sound disrespectful. I'm sure if you're a Packer fan, it does. But the bottom line is the bottom line. You You don't. Get the one seed, have the bye, get full health, and then start having the two seed get knocked out, your division mates get knocked out. All of these things happen, and you get what you get, which is the best chance you're going to get because chances don't come any better than this. It's not braggadocious. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm saying this is the best the chances get. Absolutely, especially when you think about where they are right now, January 18th. They're rested. They're better than this week's opponent. They're healthy, and they're at home. Those four factors all together should lead to a double-digit victory. Uh, you know who Devontae Wyatt is? Devontae Wyatt, Devontae no. Devontae Wyatt. He plays for the Packers. Okay. He plays for the Packers. They're quick passing. They get the ball. He sees Reed. He's throwing it. If we get that pressure in his face real fast and throw it off, he's going to overthrow or underthrow it. That's like a big opportunity or anything. And he's low with the ball, so we can bat the ball down a lot. Okay. So, Devontae Wyatt breaking apart. Brock Purdy says he's low with the ball. 
Uh, they're a quick pass team. Get rid of the ball right away, which, by the way, has been debunked by stats, analytics, video, and everything else throughout the year. Uh, Greg Olson earlier today said that what sets Brock Purdy apart is his ability to deal with what he called a dirty pocket. He's right. The 49er offensive line is not elite. They're good. Trent Williams is elite, but they're not great. They're not a great pass-blocking team. They're a good one. They're middle of the road. They do good enough, but Purdy has shown time and again that he is mobile, he is accurate on the move, um, he moves through progressions, so do they want to get the ball out quickly? Yeah, that's not a criticism. That's what every team wants to do. Yeah. But someone's got to be open. Does he have guys that get open and a good scheme? You're damn right he does. But this is another part of the dynamic that I've never understood. There's something about what Brock Purdy does that makes people go blind. It really does. Well, he never throws the ball downfield. In fact, he throws the ball right up against the line of scrimmage most of the time more than any other QB in the league. It's all factually untrue. It's been proven. But there's something about the way they do their business that makes people think that they're either seeing something they're not seeing or they're not seeing something that they do want to see. You see what you want to see. And in terms of him throwing the ball from a lower point, yeah, he's a shorter quarterback. He did have the eighth most passes batted down this year. He had 13 passes batted in terms of balls that are deflected at or behind the line yeah, of scrimmage. He's not tall. And he's not that tall. You know, in terms of intended air yards per pass attempt, he was eighth. So seven guys did throw the ball further per pass attempt, but he's not a dink and dunker. No. It was 8.2 yards per pass attempt on intended balls, all okay. passes. So you're saying he's eighth in the league? Correct. Eighth. Yes. Hold on. Eighth. Eighth in the league. In Mark, the league out of in 32. terms of how far the ball travels. Intended air yards per pass attempt. Okay. IAY per PA. You're welcome. There are days, and I don't mean our audience and I don't mean you, there are days where I feel like I'm talking to people who didn't see them play the whole year. Yeah. Which is strange. People are going to see what they want to see. Yeah. Like that whole, like... Blue dress, gold dress thing, when you look at it, people saw it one way and <laughs> people saw it the other. That's funny. I mean, that's kind of what it is with Brock Purdy. You, you see what you want to see. You're funny. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, you want to do it again tomorrow? Yeah, I'll give you one more. Okay. Let's do one more. One more. You know what's coming up? One more. It's, uh, it's Grandy. Here comes the best of the game brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. Full hour with Grandy is going to start off with some of the best stuff from this morning with Greg Olson, which was tremendous. But we've had a great day on 95.7 The Game. Check out all the content on uh, on the free Odyssey app from Amy Trask to Steve Mariucci to Peter King to Ross Tucker to Greg Olson and... Uh, check us out again tomorrow, your last chance to win the CMC jersey. For Dibs, for Grady, for Lucas, I'm Mark. Shoot your shot is all you got. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Marowest Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 